Awareness sucks until it doesn't. I should know. I've been a practicing licensed clinical social worker in New York for more than 30 years. We have been given enough awareness on how to expand to satisfy the two universal desires, being happy and being loved. Now what? Now it is time to live it. This podcast focuses on transcending awareness into practice through dialogue with curious guests. Hello, this is Yolanda Kumidu. Welcome to my podcast. Love, loving ourselves. Wow. What does that mean? How does one do that? What gets in the way? These are some of the questions that we will be talking about. You know, for me, um, self-love took a long time to even realize that there is such thing. The focus, my focus for many years had been on developing my career and all the energy and the focus and the attention going there. And that is a way of loving myself, of, of creating um, my career and developing my career. But then often I will neglect my basic needs the need to rest, the need to play, the need to um, be quiet. And uh, so, so it will be uh, quite interesting to hear what uh, Angela has to say and has to ask and how the dialogue will go today. Today's curious guest is Angela Rocher is a professional level yoga educator, energy healing specialist, life coach, and global retreats leader based in New York City. She's the founder of Shiva Shakti School of Yoga in New York City and has been a yogini on and off the mat since 1998. Learn more about her offerings at www.angelarosheryoga.com com. Angela Rocher is spelled R-A-U-S-C-H-E-R. AngelaRocherYoga.com. Oh, we made it. We did it. <laughs> okay. Angela, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. What a joy to be here with you, Yolanda. And what an amazing uh, theme you chose, self-love. Yeah, that's a big one <laughs> for me where, anyway. Where do we begin? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so where do I you I feel want... like it's a, it's a journey. Yeah, exactly. Where do you want to begin? 
Well, I suppose my biggest question, well, there are so many, but the first question that comes to mind is, how do we learn to love ourselves, all parts of ourselves? Even the ones that we don't want, that we want to hide from the world, the, the shameful or the vulnerable parts. Mm. So when you say all the parts of ourselves, are you talking about, because shame and vulnerability are states, parts of ourselves I see differently. Um, parts mm. of ourselves, I have a part that um, loves to work hard. I have a part that um, loves to uh, I don't cook. I have a part that uh, um, um, does uh, knows at times to be completely still. So when you say parts of ourselves, to love different parts of ourselves. Are you referring to the parts that we feel a bit uncomfortable, like um, embarrassed to admit we carry them? Yeah, I think that's what I mean. That That is what I mean when I say shame. And I guess when I'm thinking about the parts of myself, you know, in, in my mind, there's a part of me that's the, the really fiery part that can get angry and then there's a part of me that is hurt very easily you know that vulnerable part of myself that um and, and sometimes I, I i don't want her to come out i want to appear stronger or more yeah more in so, control perhaps so the part that wants to appear strong and controlled that is the main part of your personality. That's how you walk mm. in the world, okay? So that part of you that you just said, a part that appears strong and in control, is that, that what you said? Yeah. Is, is, has many rules about you. Rule number one, don't show weakness. Rule number two, don't show emotion, uncontrollable emotion, out of control emotion, right? That's it. The, okay. it's, the, it's the uncontrollable emotion, like too much going too far. You know, all of those, I think this is such a, um, an, an issue for, for women in general, but for me, you know, um, specifically, but just you know, trying to tame myself, like tone it down a little bit from, you know, fully expressing those emotions. So it seems to me that the expressing and even emotions that anger or somehow they didn't, it didn't serve you very well. Somehow you created the rule that this should not be the case. For, however, we are not going to go into your life now in detail. Okay, I don't want to do that. Um, but whenever we have rules like that, which is very different than self-love, by the way, what you're bringing up. So mm -hmm. whenever we have a main part of ourselves, like you're describing, to be more in control and to be strong, it has any time you behave opposite from that, you break the rule 
you break the main rule and what do you get? A critical voice that tells you how dare you. Look at you. Look how you're behaving. So you get a critical, you get what we call the inner critic coming and attacking you because you broke Absolutely. your own rule. Mm-hmm. So the inner so critic, the inner critic mm-hmm. actually is the main obstacle in self-love. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and that's, I guess to that, that was just such a beautiful, um, response and an answer that you gave, because it does clarify for me, I guess that part of me that I'm trying to uh, consistently, um, working towards loving instead of pushing away is that inner critic. Cause that's a part of me, whether I like it or not. But right? the inner critic comes in whenever you, you violate your own rule. So the part mm. of you that is the main part of your personality, strong and in control, has all these lists. Whenever you violate any of your own rules, you will get a critic attack to put you back online. Because mm. somehow being strong and in control served you well, brought you success, you feel proud of. This is how you are identified. This is who you think you are, other people see you like that, and you're storing control and following specific, you be kind and loving and positive, and this is how you need to be walk in the world. But my dearest <laughs> Angela, that is half the story. Exactly. And that is half the <laughs> <laughs> so the other half is all the opposites that you mm-hmm. still carry whether you, whether your your primary your your main part of your personality likes it or not whether the critic likes it or not you carry darkness you carry anger you carry even hate we, we are human we whatever <laughs> you see so having an inner critic that you are not aware that you haven't cr- established a relationship with or a dialogue with and when you haven't embraced the other parts the so let's say the part that since you brought it up the part that gets angry i don't like i don't love that part of myself who doesn't love that part of yourself the part being in control so that part will never like the anger but what is the gift of anger the gift of anger so that's a great question um i see anger usually as like a mask for something that's you know underneath it um the gift so there, right of there anger. is a gift right there is a gift so if you see mm. if your definition is that anger ha- is a mask of something else the minute you feel yeah. angry immediately says sign uh uh-uh, uh okay thank you anger let's go find what's underneath that's a gift yeah absolutely and this is you know the work that i've been doing for so many years for myself and you know students clients and it still comes up doesn't it like what comes up the anger still, 
not just the anger. Um, the criticism? I, you know, I, I, the criticism and, I mean, I suppose, you know, from, so there are still, I guess there are still wounds that need to be healed. And, and so for me, my wounds are around trust and abandonment. So okay, when hold, those hold wounds hold, I'm going to interrupt are, you. Yeah. I'm interrupting you so rudely right now. That's okay. Please do. What's coming up for you? (laughs) Okay. I mean, because you're describing, my dearest, the state of vulnerability. Okay. You're describing the state of vulnerability and you're calling it wounds. So Mm. there is a different way of looking at it. So not trusting very easily. Um, what else did you say? Um, abandonment. Abandonment. These are states of vulnerability that, as humans, we all carry. I know uh, my mm. profession, psychology, called it trauma and wounds, but this is in my idea. Okay, this is where I come in. Yolanda comes in. I see it after working thirty years with people. I see it as is part of being human. We we all are uh, sooner or later abandoned and wounded. But abandonment is we're not going to go into it right now because for me abandonment it really goes so much deeper. It's a it's a spiritual. Whenever our soul separated from that over soul, that's the birth of abandonment, loneliness, and we carry it. But it's a state of being. Is, is a human condition. And then we have people that mm-hmm. abandoned us and it activates that, in, that primal feeling when the soul separated. Mm-hmm. So we're not gonna go into that. We're gonna go into self-love. So self-love <laughs> is embracing, being able to embrace both parts of so the self that strong and in control that's one side and has all the rules and what's the opposite of that out of control what looks like out of control and look what looks like weak but weak is not weak is vulnerability is not weakness vulnerability is when exactly what you said when we feel the you see the vulnerable child in us holds our vulnerability. And mm. we develop, you develop the strong in control person to protect your vulnerability. But the minute we lose control with our vulnerability and we don't hear it and we don't take care of it, we stop loving ourselves. So love, self-love mm. has to do it's as if you literally are caring for a little child. The little child yeah. inside of us that has identical sensitivity like a child, gets hurt easily, feels embarrassed, um, has fears, don't want to be left. <laughs> so we all carry vulnerability. And if we don't notice it, embrace it, and learn to care for it, there's no such thing as self-love. 
Oh, that just summed up all of that first question for me around, you know, shame or embarrassment and, and vulnerability. Um, and it is that little child. I see her when she comes up and, um, you know, I, I sometimes get angry at myself when I abandon her, when I abandon her. Um, so that's been my work with self-love. But I love what you said about um, that's that's the work that we do. So my my next this is a nice segue to my next question is how do you practice self-love? So so first of all, vulnerability, self-love. You see, a lot of people think self-love is um, they're even scared to go into it because they think, or oh, is selfishness. Selfishness has nothing to do with self-love. Practicing self-love is knowing how to care of that inner child, keeping it safe, keeping ourselves safe emotionally and physically, and knowing how to draw boundaries, what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. When do people invade us? And you see, that inner child, our vulnerability level, is the first to know invaded, that feel the invasion. And our mind sometimes, um, especially if we are, you know, the main part is strong. Oh, no, no, I can handle that. We almost deny it. And then the child, though, knows, no, Angela, what you just told me, it was not okay. You see, if I don't allow myself to feel that I felt invaded. So having boundaries, what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. Mm. Giving time to rest and play is so underestimated. <laughs> and resting... 100%. Resting for me <laughs> is a, a day or an hour or a week, okay, a week may be too much, where you don't have to look at your watch. Oh, I love that. Can I tell you that a few years ago, um, I, I broke my elbow when I was in Bali, I fell off a motorbike, broke my elbow, and I, I was, I'm a yoga teacher. Um, I was leading a retreat, so I, I had to rest. And when I came home, part of convalescing and healing was resting and and I was pushing myself so much to get back into teaching I broke out in hives for six weeks and the, the message I kept getting from everyone around me and even from my inner being was you need to rest I didn't know what it was I, I actually started interviewing people in my life like what does it mean to rest does it just mean going to sleep does it mean like laying down and doing nothing what does it mean and I had to get so clear I, I and I realized at that moment that I did not know how to rest for me what it meant so I, I love that you just shared what it means to you and and um how important it is because it it is it's so vital isn't it for self-love especially and healing think of what children like they love to rest they love to play and playing is being unproductive mm. <laughs> 
See, the fire girl in me never wants to be unproductive or I, I have to trick her. I have to trick that part of myself to be like, okay, you're, you're doing your rest now. <laughs> you're, so telling, you know, that part of me that it is productive to rest um, and play. And, you know, I need to trick her sometimes. So that's where I'm at right now when it comes to rest and not being productive, but playful. Um, it's, it's a balancing act for me, for sure. So this, the resting and the play, belong to the opposite side of your usual personality, being productive, creating, always having a goal and something that not wasting time. You know, even playing and resting, oh, it's productive. That, I love that. I just love that, the way you trick her. But you, you're asking ways how to self-love. Resting where you you have no plans and you go with the wind and playing where again you do something and there's no goal and no gain <laughs> almost like in, in you see in your main part of your personality that would be like wasting time you will get criticized yeah guilt comes up guilt comes up yeah. because you go against the rule be productive all the time so if you live in that part, you will, you will be all the time feeling guilty whenever you try to rest. Um, another way is making sure that there is safety, security, financial security. Believe it or not, the child goes so, so scared and give us so much anxiety if we, she or he doesn't feel we are safe, meaning, what do we mean? We have enough food, water, a place to stay. <laughs> Basics, the fear is always there. And caring for the body. Are you, do you notice when you're thirsty? Or are you working so hard, you didn't even notice that you want to stop to drink water? Are you tired? When do you realize you're tired? When you're crawling, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day? Are you in pain? Do you notice the small pains? Um, and trusting and taking into consideration those fears that the child has. So if the fear is, I don't want to be abandoned, you make sure that you put her in situations where she will not be dropped. You take that seriously. Mm. So the greatest challenge of self-love is an out-of-control inner critical voice. And when does the critical voice come? When we have a part of our personality that has rules written in stone. Rigid. <laughs> and it's interesting, Angela, because it, you know, um, it doesn't come out as rigidity, but you feel it inside of you, <laughs> the rules written in stone. You might, I mean, you or anybody doesn't have to show it, <laughs> but the most important thing is your relationship with that inner child, yeah. Mm. Oh, absolutely, and this, this speaks so much to um, 
the work I do with the chakras, the energy centers, because I am always in that masculine doing fiery energy that's my essence and so I am constantly my work is my personal development work is always bringing in the watery um playful pleasurable energy exactly feminine energy absolutely energy has to do with being the masculine right. energy is doing, the mm -hmm. feminine is being, and it's interesting because your profession, like you said, is being yoga, about the experience of yoga is stillness and being. But it's, mm -hmm. it's in that, it, that is such a tricky situation to have a masculine energy to enter calmness. <laughs> and then, I, yeah. I think that's why I'm so drawn to it because and and why yeah. you know meditation is such a a crucial part of my daily practice because it gives me that i give myself that permission to just be in stillness and silence with nothing to do but sit for an hour and what about the rest of your day angela <laughs> <laughs> it's you know, I, I'm glad you said that because it, um, I, I used to, if you asked me a few years ago, um, where I was like close to burnout, um, I wasn't paying attention. You know, I, I'm very aware of my body. It's just that I, I was going, okay, I'm aware that I need to go to the bathroom or I need to rest. And I was pushing that aside. I was abandoning myself. You know, this is when, where my self-love journey started years ago. And now I, you know, one of my favorite mantras or affirmations is I'm allowed. And I give myself permission to pause, to rest, to take breaks, to get out in nature. I didn't before. And, and now I do, but it is, it is a constant work in progress. It's something that I'm very conscious of. And I'm conscious of the part of me that's like, no, you have to keep doing, you have to keep working. She's still there. She still comes up. Oh, she's not and... going to go anywhere, my dear. <laughs> I mean, that is the main way you operate and is making yeah. peace and separating from her and allowing yourself to go to the opposite without guilt. Because you see, and you and that will happen when you make cut a deal with her, asking her permission. Okay, we did what we had to do. For the rest two hours, we're gonna do something different. You see, you have to have communication with that part. She's not going anywhere. Thank God she's not going anywhere because she gave you so much success. She gave you so much mm. productivity in your life. You feel proud of what you created. And it's because of her. But now, like you're saying, you're reaching a point that, you know, it's interesting. So when you thought about self-love, you thought that you don't love yourself if you criticize yourself. Like, like um, uh, self-love you equated with not liking the opposites of your main personality. And right. how do you the like them? And, and yeah, exactly. Yeah. And only when you consciously have 
a dialogue and you understand that the main part of your personality is just a part, is not who you are, is not the whole you. Because there is a part of you that is completely laid back, even lazy, even... <laughs> but you see... The, the, the Don't say the L word, Yolanda. <laughs> You see how you feel when I said it's that? So tr- yeah, it's true. And, you know, we, I think even as uh, myself, of course, but as a, a society, you know, we see that word as negative and bad. And, you know, we, we look down upon it. If we're who not. does, though? But who does? The part that believes you have to be mm. productive all the time. You have to do yeah. all the time you see is who has that judgment mm-hmm. and if you speak to that part and you say yeah you're right but now only when you separate from that part because when that part you see a doer right like I, I you I know you travel very often and you go on vacation but if you if the doer comes with you you go someplace you never stay still I would imagine you you have a plan for wherever you go so the doer comes with you on vacation. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I have to, even on vacation, I have to, you know, very consciously be aware of, you know, how I'm feeling energetically. If I need to sit down and just spend an hour or two in a cafe or on a beach. I mean, that was a real test for me. Like going to a beach and doing nothing that is like the litmus test. It's a test for the doer. But exactly. if you say, doer, next hour sitting at the beach, you stay in the, in, you stay in the hotel. I'm going to go to the beach. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you access the part that is a beach bump. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love that. Access the part that's a beach bum. I guess it's it's that, um, and you know, this is this is what I have learned to do in in my own work and my own practices. I, I suppose what still comes up for me is, um, as you said, having that dialogue, and and it doesn't have to be an internal battle, and that's where the self love, I guess. Um, you know, my next phase of self-love, let's call it, is instead of having an internal battle, having like a, a nice friendly discussion or, or, you know, conversation with that, those two parts of myself. Exactly. And you in the middle, Angela. <laughs> you see, you, knowing that is the part that is, wants you to be productive all the time and doing all the time, and embracing mm. and accepting that you have the opposite as well, that doesn't want to do nothing. And you in the middle and holding both of them and you yeah. deciding how much you want to do and how much you want to not do. But you decide. Because if the doer in you decides, she will always want to do things. She does. I I can't tell. I mean, this, I I don't want this to come off um, in uh, like as insensitive because I know that COVID has been so 
challenging and um, devastating for so many people. I have to say, when we first went into lockdown, I breathed out. It was like a relief for me. You got to permission not from run the world. Do from the world. You got permission world from permission. the world. Yeah, <laughs> to sit still and not feel guilty because you had no other choice. Absolutely, absolutely. It was like I, I, I felt free yeah. finally, and. That's when I started over the past two years to really lean into um, how good it feels. So to you came. It's very interesting. To you came to meet the other, the opposite, by force. Mm. You were forced into it through a crisis. I mean, you're right. COVID yeah. is has been and still is a crisis, and through Absolutely. a crisis, you were forced to stay still. And then you took, got a taste of it, and now you like it. <laughs> it's so true. Like I gained ten pounds. I sleep more, and I love it. I have no complaints whatsoever. And there's still that little inkling of guilt. There's still that little inkling. Like, I should. I, I I hate that word. <laughs> should. And it does come up still, if I'm honest. You know, I should be doing more. Angela, should. who's saying that? Yeah, I, 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 when I, whenever it comes up, I ask myself, who says I should? And <laughs> if it's my inner wisdom, like I should, you know, not have a whole sleeve of Oreos for dinner, then I'm like, okay, fine, that's wise. Um, but if it's the part of me that's pushing the doer, the the one who won't let me rest, that's when I I raise an eyebrow and do the opposite. <laughs> so I, I I think I feel like you're giving me permission to Yolanda, which is so reassuring to to honor that part of me that wants to be lazy. I said it. I said the L word. To be lazy. Because it's there, whether you like it or not. It's mm. there. It's not going to go anywhere. And what makes it wrong, it's the doer that convinces you that is wrong. Mm. Being lazy and doing nothing, the gift of that, the body is exhaling the body is oh. like loving you you want to talk about self-love a doer uh, allowing and giving permission to do nothing that's self-love <laughs> yes it's so true and you know like my I, and i know like my energy expands when I'm in a pleasurable state. My, my creativity flows. I talked about the energy of water before because I feel all of that. When I give myself permission and I love myself enough to say, put down the doer and just be, that's when flow starts to happen. Yeah. And so I have, I'm, I'm learning that. And I guess what the reason why this was such a, a topic that I wanted to bring to you is that even though I'm practicing it and feeling the benefits and even though I know it and teach it, it still comes up. It's like relentless. So I, I, I guess 
you know, do you think that there is ever a destination when it comes to self-love or is it always a journey? It's always a battle. <laughs> that, that is so good it's always a challenge yeah 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 do you think that 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 self-love is at the core of happiness no definitely not the core of happiness is not self-love it might inspire, encourage one in that direction, but it is not the core. You see, the core of happiness, at least the way I experience it, is relates to accepting and being able to bear where you are and what you have and what you don't have, where you are and where you're not. And in this making peace with your expectations, making peace with your expectations, and stop wishing that things and situations and people are other than what they are. So, you know, the Greeks have a, a saying. I don't know which Greek follows this saying, but it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to say it in Greek first. It means do the good and throw it in the river. Mm. Isn't that interesting? Is that like letting go of attachment to the outcome? Is exactly. that the same? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Letting go, completely letting go of the outcome. Can we? That's a challenge. So self This is why I love yoga. <laughs> Because that's the whole practice, letting go of attachment to the outcome. So you might be able to present. love yourself and take care of yourself and still not experience mm. happiness in other people. Oh, so you see, wow. I don't see the two, that one depends on the other. And then yeah. um, it's also about this, this theme about do we have to love ourselves before we love someone else? that comes up a lot I, okay. well i hear that said a lot and okay. i i don't i i think for me i have always found it so much easier to love someone else to give someone else permission before myself right so on. i would love to hear what your take right is right on you cannot allow yourself to receive the other's love until you see that the challenge is not loving yourself first before you can love. You can love very easily. Actually, the more you don't love yourself, you can love someone else and lose yourself completely in that other person. That, that Oh, is, I have done that so many times. <laughs> <laughs> you see, it's easy to lose ourselves in loving someone, so you don't have to love yourself first in order to love someone else. But if you want, to receive love, you have to love yourself first. If you don't love yeah. yourself first, you don't know how to receive love. Mm, that's so beautiful. That I, and I love um, what you said about um, 
losing yourself that because you know that has happened to me so many times in the past when I did not know how to love myself and I was loving someone else let's say more than myself so that's what self-love has taught me on my journey so far the more I love myself the more I don't lose myself in another and you can receive their love yeah 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 it's harder to receive oh, love than to give love oh yeah that's that's a hard truth isn't it and that's the energy of the heart giving and receiving from others and ourselves right because if you cannot <laughs> receive right love from yourself how are you going to receive love from um, from someone else you don't know how to receive yeah. love no so basically what 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 uh, we're saying is that um, the main obstacle to self-love is criticism, is, is the inner critical voice, right? And the inner mm -hmm. critical voice comes every time we break the rules of the main part of our personality. Yeah. So it's loosening. And, and for example, the main part of your personality, the strong and the in control, how lovely it's it's loving that part but then also loving the opposite allowing to be the opposite and loving the po and you see the the strong and the being in control part of yourself you need to love that part even more so it can calm down you know it's not about i don't want to be like that it's about Oh, thank you for being like that. I needed to. How did that develop? I'm sure it had a very good reason. It helped you survive. So the more you love that part, because when we are loved, we calm down. When oh, we are beautiful. seen, we are calming down. So if you want to calm down the part of yourself that wants to control and always be strong and show no vulnerability, you love her even more. And then she comes and allows you to access the lazy, the L, the lazy, <laughs> the laid back, <laughs> the doing nothing, the non-productive. But first you have to love that part. Isn't that amazing? It is amazing. I just had the, the image of like a baby crying. And when we turn away, the baby just cries louder, right? We have to embrace and hold and nurture and love that baby. And, and then and the down. baby will calm down. Yeah. Otherwise it just, you know, get louder in that moment. So that's, um, it's the exact opposite of what I thought. I thought, you know, I, was working towards loving the vulnerable, the, the, the hurt little girl that I don't want the world to always see. And it's the, the opposite, really. It's the part of, the, the, of me that the world does see that I, I need to spend more time with. Oh, that's my biggest takeaway. Oh, gosh, I love that. Ooh, okay, you could drop the mic now, Yolanda. <laughs> You've given me a great, great tip to, to walk away and work on and work with. Yeah, because self-love is, it should be self's love. It's, 
is yes. is embracing and 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 acknowledging and knowing that all our parts have something to give us to help us um, and is embracing all of them and because when one you see the, the the critical voice means that one part of yourself has taken over like dictatorship inside <laughs> of you <laughs> it's the first time i use that phrase but it's so accurate isn't it <laughs> yeah it goes back to that self, battle the inner self, battle self-dictatorship we all have we all have self-dictatorship different parts take over <laughs> and they dictate all our decisions and then we, we, we don't love ourselves we, we don't love the opposite and we we are in a battle with the part that gives us so much to do yeah mm. yeah mm. oh what um what a, a a complete like shift in my perspective in terms of thinking about self-love yeah i really thought that that strong part of myself that I let the world see the most of, you know, over the years, it's, it's shifted quite a bit, but still it's there that she was the one that I was obviously, you know, loving more. Um, so I could let her be seen. Oh, okay. Lovely. I, I, we're gonna have to do like a part two so I could tell you how it went. <laughs> oh, I would love to. I can't wait for that. Angela, you're kidding me? Thank you, my dears. <laughs> Thank you so much for your wisdom and um, for having me on to ask you these these burning questions. And I thank so you for your burning you. questions. They were fantastic. <laughs> All right, Angela. Thank you. Bye, Yolanda. Bye -bye. Thank you. You're invited to experiment with the suggestions that Angela and I um, uh, talked about and, uh, uh, and see how that, that comes out for you. Um, you're also invited to be my curious guest. Please email your comments, questions, and suggestions for more themes to awarenesssuckspodcast at gmail.com. That's all for today. Until next time, yajara. <laughs>